Today on the show, we're sneaking around Reddit and trying to find Henry Cavill. Welcome to Wind's Howling, a companion podcast to The Witcher TV show on Netflix. We'll be diving deep into each episode of the show and exploring the larger context of the story from the games and novels. My name's Abu. I'm Brett. And Brett, today we got some news, some actual news. We went however many months with (laughs) nothing. I mean, pretty much nothing but maybe casting news. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do WitcherCon here in a couple weeks. And then they're just going to unload a dump truck of information about all of like the Witcher projects going on. Yeah. A ton of information at WitcherCon. And we're going to go over all of the biggest stuff today. So some background here, Netflix and CDPR, like you said, sort of out of the blue announced the first ever WitcherCon. And it took place on July 9th. And basically, it was this live stream of panels and interviews with the cast and crew. Plus, there were some sneak peeks and announcements about the upcoming Witcher shows. So basically, I mean, it was just like a day of promotion and advertising for Netflix to build hype for all of their upcoming Witcher content. And since you and I are just a pair of suckers, we tuned in. For the entire thing, you actually streamed the entire, like co-streamed the entire thing. I tuned in and out throughout the day. And so we watched it. So our dear, dear listeners don't have to. (laughs) The thing that I was very interested about it coming together was, it seems like a lot of this show was, yeah, the games are great, but you know, we're we're our own thing. You know, we're the books, we're basing off the books. And then for these two to merge like this, and with a lot of stuff we'll talk about today, it's almost like it's like a rubbing elbows thing. And to me, this is almost saying like, oh, no, we are kind of connected. And the Netflix show actually kind of wants that connection with the games. Mm-hmm. So here's the agenda for today's episode. For the first half of the episode, you and I are going to discuss and go over some of the biggest announcements from WitcherCon. And then second half of the episode, we're going to deep dive and go frame by frame and analyze That season two teaser trailer that we got. But before we get into it, a quick spoiler warning for our listeners. We obviously don't know the direction that the show will take in future seasons, and there were already differences in season one. But we will be speculating based off of the knowledge that we have of the books and the video games. So if you're sensitive to spoilers from those, you have been warned. At this point here it's really going to start to either diverge from what we know from the books or kind of embrace it. And with certain names that we know, again, from casting, we know they're going to be in the show, but we don't know the role they're going to play in the show's story. Right. I suspect there will be more diverging and less embracing. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So let's start with some of the major announcements from WitcherCon 2021. Brett. First and foremost, what were some of the big release date news? Because we got a ton of release date info. The biggest one is that season two will actually premiere on December 17th. Like when they showed that image, I was like, oh, well, (laughs) there's the release date, which I am glad to see that because it'll be basically two years from the first season. And it was such a big hit right at this kind of Christmas holiday break for a lot of people. And so 
a lot of people are going to be off at this time and they drop it. Everybody gets to binge it and it can be the biggest thing like it was last year for like a week or two. Right. This is smart timing on their part for sure. And uh, it kind of lines up with what you and I had expected kind of going into this year. We expected the show to still come out this year and to come out sometime around the holiday season. So it's exciting to finally have a release date. In addition to that, we also actually got episode title reveals for the eight episode season. So hang tight. We're going to come back to that in just a second and talk about those titles. We did also get another release date for the anime spinoff series Nightmare of the Wolf, which is coming pretty soon, August 23rd. Yeah, that's like less than six weeks from us recording this episode. Like that is just next month. I could not believe that that was so quick. I was pleasantly surprised though. Yeah, definitely a good surprise to get. Now, the last thing that our listeners might be wondering about is updates on Blood Origins, which is that prequel live action series that's been announced. There was actually little to no information about that. And that probably means it's not going to be a 2021 thing. It'll probably be a show that we see in 2022. What we did get a good insight into was the personality of the showrunner for Blood Origins. As he was on the panel, the Geralt Mm -hmm. of Trivia panel. And um, yeah, that guy is, uh, he is outgoing to say the least. But beyond that, we definitely didn't get a release date and we didn't get trailers like we did for other Witcher content. So I have a feeling it'll be a while before we get more Blood Origins news. And then obviously a reminder that here on the podcast, we will be covering all of these things. Season two, of course, Nightmare of the Wolf, when that comes out in just six weeks, and then eventually Blood Origins, whenever that is released. Excited to dive into all of that Witcher content. Now we mentioned episode titles earlier, Brett, let's get into it because we were told seven of the eight episode titles for season two. Yeah, the first one being the one that I think is going to clearly stick out to people who have read the books uh, is a a grain of truth. Yes, and that should ring a bell for book readers. Yeah, this is going to be with uh, old Tormund Giants Bane himself, uh, Christoph (laughs) Hoivu. I believe that's how you say it. I believe you. You know, I trust you with yeah, the European Chris, names, not my expertise. I've so. actually seen uh, on his Instagram, he's been playing a lot of disc golf. So uh, good for him for uh, getting into that. Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> the one with Novellin. And it takes place before kind of the timeline that we're on now with the show. Right. And the only thing I could think of is, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, like what you've said before, that this is going to be on the way to Kaer Morin and Siri and Geralt on the way to Kaer Morin and they just stop by, you know, for whatever reason they have in the show and they get into it with Novellin and a uh, Bruxa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally very excited for this episode and I'm excited to see that it's the first one. For me, A Grain of Truth is one of the most memorable Witcher short stories from back when I first read the books. It's the one that still sticks out in my mind as one of my favorites. So I'm glad we're getting this on the screen, even though the timeline is different. The short story in the book takes place well before Siri and Geralt meet, but here we're continuing from the end of season one, Siri and Geralt have met, and it's like we've sort of speculated before, it will probably be some sort of side adventure as 
Siri and Geralt travel to Kaer Morin because episode two is titled Kaer Morin. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that that's when they arrive at uh, said Kaer Morin. Uh, yeah, th- this is this one's pretty self-explanatory. This is probably when they arrive at Kaer Morin and when we will meet the rest of the Witcher cast. Yeah, and I think they'll use uh, to get back on a grain of truth a little bit. That'll kind of be an episode also to really hit on Geralt and Ciri and their relationship because at this point, again, in the show, they have known each other for all of 10 seconds. Right. And so they'll kind of need to be like, okay, this first episode, we probably really have to get this thing about destiny, about how they're connected and not just say, oh, we're connected. So we really love love each other. It's got to actually be something that happens. And then Siri potentially being in trouble at Novellan's residence. uh, That would obviously be, be a good way to show that. Right. To start to build out that relationship, which seems like it'll be one of the core things in season two, this relationship between Siri and Geralt. Now, the third episode of season two is called What is Lost? And I did a little bit of searching around. I don't think this correlates directly to any of the short stories. So this is probably where we start to diverge from the books a little bit. Yeah, I didn't. I'll admit this is the kind of one of all of them. This one kept slipping through. Yeah. Because nothing really stood out with the logo or that. And I kind of concentrated on the other ones. Right. Hard to speculate just off of this name alone. Yeah. Now, episode four is called Redanian Intelligence. And this is where our boy Dijkstra is going to show up. Yeah. This, I'm should, so this, excited. Should, be, this should be Dijkstra and Philippa for sure. Yeah. Two characters that I think you and I personally have been quite excited to see on the screen. I know you're a big Philippa guy. <laughs> I'm a big Philippa like character. Yeah, I don't not like I'm putting up my Philippa pennant like, yeah, she's the greatest. I'm like, no, but <laughs> she's 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 a great character. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be fun to see them on screen for sure. The next episode is called Turn Your Back. Yeah, so Turn Your Back, this one the logo has the little scales that are generally attributed to like uh like law, like legal aspects. Mm-hmm. And so Codringer and Finn have been pretty much confirmed as being casted. And so I would think that's where they're going to be introduced. And this will be a lot of exposition. Again, just speculating from the books of Rince or Ryance or Reince. <laughs> or they actually <laughs> called it one of those on the panel. I forgot what it is. It's not Rince. It was like, I think she called it Reince. And going to him, finding out who he is, and then series history. No, that's good. Uh, that's some pretty smart speculation. I had nothing for this episode, but <laughs> based off of those scales, Codringer and Fen, that's good. Uh, I think you're right on that one. Uh, you had some really good speculation for the next episode too. This next one's called Dear Friend. Yeah, so Dear Friends and Istrid has also been confirmed in this season. When? Right. In the books, he's not. He's, he's in a shard of ice and he's one and done and he's out, but he's confirmed to be back in the season. I don't think they're going to actually do the Shard of Ice storyline, but maybe they can just kind of throw it in there. Like if Geralt's back up in Oxenfurt, then maybe they can have Istra just happen. Well, he shouldn't be there, but if maybe it won't be Oxenfurt. But somehow they get them all together and they kind of shoehorn that Shard of Ice in there. But the dear friend comes from a letter that Geralt was struggling over to send to Yen. And I believe it was about 
uh, helping Siri, like coming to help Siri. And he thought he agonized over what to say. <laughs> and he started it with <laughs> dear friend. Yikes, so <laughs> she sent back a letter to him that he gets like on this boat, on that boat to Oxenford or whatever, where she is just the sassiest. I mean, it is the most just passive aggressive just so yin maybe not pa maybe passive aggressive is a little negative way to say it but it's just this you bumbling fool like you say you love me you do all that and you literally label this dear friend so she labeled it dear friend and a big thing too that i actually did not remember this at all but when i looked it up it's literally in the witcher 3 when you start and it's you and vesemir the letter you get from yen starts with dear friend amazing that's a deep cut that's awesome all right, so the penultimate episode of season two is going to be called Voleth Mir, or Voleth Mare, and that translates to Deathless Mother. Yes, the elder speech, Deathless Mother, and this is also a character's name. Going back to the casting, a character's name is this, and it is in the, like the casting notes as, a very old white-haired woman, a demon, who roams the land bargaining and preying on people's deepest and darkest desires. And as soon as I hear that, again, when it comes to The Witcher, it brings up Gaunter Odim from yeah. Hearts of Stone. I also may or may not be doing a video essay over something on Hearts of Stone, so it's really stuck in my head. <laughs> and this also ties it back to, are they, are they leaning into the games? Is this kind of the thing where they looked at some things and they're like, man, this is really good, we want to use them. Yeah, I mean, look, if they're going to take ideas and themes and plot lines from Hearts of Stone or power to them. I fucking love Hearts of Stone. We, we've talked about it before. We did an episode on it once. It is one of the single best video game DLCs that I have personally ever played. An amazing story, an amazing DLC. So I say go for it. It, it, it also to me seems, okay, it's the sixth episode. I'm sorry, it's the seventh episode, you know, which... Following TV, you understand the penultimate episodes are always setting up the finale. Like, yeah, big shit tends to happen. Important shit tends to happen. And so whoever this character is, or not only are they a new creation, they get an episode titled after them. Like, that's one of those like, oh, man, this this is interesting to see what they do. Yeah, you're totally right. This is going to be a big, important episode, especially considering... Episode eight, top secret. We did not get a title for episode eight. Yeah, that was, yeah, I'm surprised. All right, so that's season two. Again, we'll talk about the trailer later on in the podcast. But first, let's talk about Nightmare of the Wolf because we also got a short trailer for that. And a reminder, Nightmare of the Wolf is an anime film about young Vesemir. And it's being animated by Studio Mir or Studio M-I-R. Not quite sure how to say that. And that is the same studio that made the Voltron series for Netflix and the studio that animated Legend of Korra. So that definitely inspires confidence because both of those shows look great. And this trailer looked great. When it comes to anime, I have seen, let's see the anime that I've seen. Basically all the Miyazaki, <laughs> all the Miyazaki films in the boondocks. He would take offense at you calling that anime. But there you go. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's not even it, but I'm like, you know what? It looks like it. And I, I mean, I like it. Like, and that's why with this right here, it's the thing I was kind of most interested to see 
Same. I mean, the trailer was pretty light on details, so we don't really know much going into this film. This film that literally comes out in a few weeks' time, uh, we know absolutely nothing, and I'm actually kind of excited to go in completely blind into something Witcher-related, on top of the fact that young Vesemir looks like an <laughs> absolute snack. Well... What didn't look like a snack was them actually showing in the trailer, like the children going through the trial of the grasses. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, man, are they, are they going to get into like how in depth that is? And are are they going to show these children being tortured and then dying? The majority of them die. And it's not like, oh no, we inject them. They clutch their, their hearts and fall down. It's like, no, as they kind of show there, it's like, it's like torture. Yeah, it would be cool to see this movie sort of demystify the myth of a witcher, right? Like, they're not heroes. They're they're children who were tortured and went through brutal training and were forced into this lifestyle. So let's round out our WitcherCon news section with just some other miscellaneous news. Uh, a lot of the day was spent on showing off sort of behind-the-scenes photos or videos about everything from things like weapon designs to a Care More and set tour to an interview with the stunt performers on set. Uh, so it was a lot of sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, which is always fun to see. Not exactly my bag of tea, but it was cool to see, again, a reminder. It takes a village to create something like this, and a lot of people put in a lot of hard work and time into making these shows come together. Yeah, the Care Morin set tour also was the first time when they showed that that I was like, okay, I might start to get excited for this season. Yeah, Care Morin looked spectacular. So the Netflix official site where it has that interactive map, it's updated some information about Care Morin, and it has Geralt on there, and it has Vesemir, and it has Vesemir's anime avatar on there. And it has two other names on there, Deglin and Luca. And it kind of talks a little bit about them, but doesn't really say exactly what they are. But when you click on Vesemir's name, it talks about how Deglin introduced Vesemir to the Witcher's path. So I would just infer that Deglin is from Nightmare of the Wolf. And then I would also think that Luca would be because we haven't heard anything about them yeah. for the series. So I'm guessing those are two people that are just going to have to do. And it mentions in there that they are at like Kermorin. And I think it'll have to do with that series and with that young Vesemir. Yeah. That's some good deductive skills right there, Brett. <laughs> yeah. But it also had on there, and we get dates because I love dates. <laughs> it had Vesemir was born in 1095. It had Geralt at 1160. It had Yen at 1192. Siri at 1250. And season one ends at 12.63. So Siri's going to be, if it takes off right afterwards, which we assume that it is, Siri's only 13. Wow. That's cool. It's, it's nice to have context there as far as timeline and where we are in the world and in the history of the continent. All right. So let's round out our news section here. One last thing that was announced that may be of interest to some of our listeners was a special edition illustrated copy of the Last Wish novel, which will be released on December 7th. Yeah, that should be good. And I hope they really get the novels coming out soon. I would have thought 
I mean, I guess you have to start at the beginning, if you will. I was really hoping they would have gotten Blood of Elves out, especially because the show is now caught up with Blood of Elves. But yeah. maybe that'll be for next Christmas. Yeah, it would be cool to get some reprints or special editions of the novels. And so that about covers all of the biggest announcements from WitcherCon. Obviously, there are a couple of things that we might have missed here or there, but these were some of the key announcements, the biggest things and the most important things that we felt came out of the event. What did you think overall, Brett? What were your impressions of the first ever WitcherCon? It was it was about what I expected. It was just better than it. Like everything that came out I figured was going to be it, but actually seeing it and getting some concrete news and seeing the people talk about it definitely got me a little more excited. Yeah, we were just on the phone last week talking about WitcherCon and what we thought we'd get out of it, and we expected to get some teasers and trailers, but we got quite a bit more than I expected. So that was nice. I mean, there was some stuff that I rolled my eyes at. Some of the panels were kind of cheesy and yada, <laughs> yada. Uh, and, you know, some of the questions coming out of it were cheesy. But at the end of the day, it was a promotional event. And the things we wanted out of it, we got out of it. We got trailers. We got release dates. We got looks at more Witcher content. So speaking of trailers, we're going to take a quick break here, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to break down that season two teaser trailer. Stick around. All right, we're back and let's go right into this trailer and right out of the gate, the showrunners, Netflix, everybody's like, okay, book people, here you go. You happy? The much more, something more. We'll give you that line. Yeah. I I mean, look, my heart fluttered a little bit when they opened the trailer with this line. If they if they were trying to play to book reader emotions, it worked. <laughs> Everybody's kissing the ring over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the trailer opens with So I'm your destiny. You're much more than that, Cirilla. And already, right here in the first seconds of the trailer, we're setting the tone for the season, right? Geralt's going to be dad, and the focus of this season, or at least a large part of this season, is going to be this relationship between Geralt and Ciri. And that should be the series, like not just the season. And mm -hmm. to me, that is what separates The Witcher from anything else or everything else. Is you go into it, oh, it's this badass lone wolf monster slayer. And then it's like, oh, no, it's not at all. It's really about, once you get to the novels, it's about this relationship. And you call it a found family, which is like Hollywood's biggest thing right now. Is the family you choose, you know, not the one really given to you. And Siri and Geralt's relationship is number one. And then you kind of got Yen in there a little bit with it. It's kind of like a 1A. And it's those three characters, but specifically these two, that is going to guide the entire series. And so they have to hit on that now. Yeah, truly, Geralt and Ciri and Yen are at the heart of the Witcher series and are the heart of the Witcher series. That's where the emotional gut punches come from. And I'm hopeful. I mean, they opened the trailer with this line. And I'm hopeful that they will also be leaning hard into, into this relationship. Now, next, 
in the trailer, we see a couple of shots of Geralt and Ciri traveling through a snowy forest, and Ciri says, I need to understand some things. The world is changing. Sentra isn't safe for you anymore. And that's obviously hinting at this idea that Ciri needs to find out who she is. The biggest thing was those horrors that she saw were committed due to her and because of her, of people wanting her for reason she has no idea. Yeah. And she's just on the run and everyone's trying to get her. She has no idea why. And yeah, you do need to understand some things. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. So next in the trailer, they arrive at what looks like some sort of abandoned village or town. And we get this quick shot of a dead body in the snow. I think the abandoned village is Novellan's place. Okay. Because okay. they show a very much, it looks like in that same area, like that general horror shot of behind and a like this shadow going in front and getting somebody. And I'm like, okay, that's probably Verena. Yep. That was my thought as well. Then next in the trailer, we see Siri and Geralt finally arrive at Kaer Morin. What exactly is Kaer Morin? Your home. Finally. And we get a quick couple of shots of the other witchers there, which was cool to see. And we got a good shot of Eskel, you know, saying he's the one saying, who the hell are you? <laughs> to <Yeah>. Siri. <laughs> who the hell are you? And I'll admit, it's not that big a deal, but I was really hoping his face was going to be just messed up. He did have that scar. He, yeah, he had a, a couple scar. scars, and like I said, in the games, I thought the games did a good job of it, too, where it's just his face is literally like almost cut in half and like it was sewn back together. And that's just kind of something I was hoping they would do with it. But again, everybody in Hollywood is just always too good looking. So even right. if they did that, they'd be like, ah, he's too handsome. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know what, Brett? I hear you. The show should be more like the games is what you're saying. I got uh, you. I got you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Pitchfork's coming for me. <laughs> All right, so after the Care Morin shots, we get a bunch of quick flashes of Geralt training and Siri having nightmares, and Siri tells Geralt, Sometimes I feel so afraid. I feel like I could burn the whole world. Big yikes. I feel like we already got our first meme of season two with that look Geralt gives <laughs> after she says that he like gives her the side eye, like say again. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, and yeah, that's that Geralt face is like, ah, oh, shit. I'm gonna have to call Yen, aren't I? <laughs> dear friend, <laughs> dear friend. <laughs> dear, that's what his thoughts. When you show that, when you show that, uh, look of him in his mind is dear friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's debating on how to start that letter <laughs> to Yen. After that, we see, Geralt hands Ciri a sword, and after that we see some quick shots of Geralt fighting some sort of flying creature and others shit going down on Kaer Morin. I mean, like, these are such quick, like, half-second flashes that we just see a couple of frames of these things. Facing your fear is not easy, but I am here for you. When I say run... You run. Now, after that, 
we get a bunch more quick shots, <laughs> super quick, dramatic cuts of other shit happening. And the one shot that really stood out to me in this sequence was the Witcher medallions all sort of dangling over the fireplace in Kaer Morin, all starting to shake at once. That was super spooky, and I loved that. That was my favorite thing from the trailer. Like, maybe my favorite thing really? actually from Witcher. Con oh, that was... Like that idea that, yeah, that's where we hang the fallen Witcher medallions. I'm like, that is awesome. And it's a way, yeah. it's a way to show, you know, us, the viewers, that look how many came before them. And they're all shaking. And we know that only happens around very powerful magic. So super curious to see what's going on in that scene. Is that series latent abilities causing that to shake? Are they being attacked by something spooky? I say hide. You have to stay. You hide. So continuing on in the trailer, we get another shot of Geralt training. And this shot is a bit wider than the one we got earlier. And we see that he's training on those wooden platforms that we see Siri training on in the opening scene of the Witcher 3 video game, which I thought was a cool nod to the video games. Yeah, and I think for some reason that stuck in my head that they did mention something like that from the books, that there was, like, they blindfold and they kind of, like, hop between things. Maybe it wasn't exactly that, but I thought it was something like what they mentioned in there, like, where they kind of do that. Uh, but I don't know, I don't know exactly if it was exactly like that same look, but yeah, it definitely looked like the opening to The Witcher 3. Yeah, and in the same training shot, we do get a very quick, like, half-second blink, you'll miss it. Shot of Vesemir standing off in the distance. Couldn't see his face, but his hands were on his hips, and I thought he looked appropriately grumpy. Vesemir said that the world outside these walls is a dangerous place, but you can find power and purpose. Following that, we get uh, another quick montage of <laughs> hands grabbing things, like... <laughs> a hand grabbing a dagger, a hand grabbing a medallion. And then after that, we get a shot of Tessia DeVries standing on the bloody battlefield of what I assume is Sodden Hill, the battle that we saw near the end of the first season. Yelling, where's Yennefer? Where is she? What if your prince is smaller than you barking for? So after another series of, again, more quick, Blink and you'll miss it shots in which we see Yaskier and we also see No, hold up, hold up. No, we we, we got it. we can't gloss over Yaskier. What'd you think? Um his look is different. I don't know what to think of it. Well, first off, the hat that he had, you know, again, like I have a Australian boonie hat like that that's folded up on one side. That's what I wear when I'm hiking. And it's what some of my Twitch emotes are, because it's like I love that look. So that's awesome. Oh, that's funny. That's awesome. But the coat that he had, when they first showed that at WitcherCon, I literally was like, "That that's a joke, right? Like, that's not from The Witcher. Oh, man. Well, because, like, <laughs> it looked like a long, like, leather coat, like a duster. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm And that, to me, seemed very, like, almost anarchistic. That seemed modern. And that's why he was immediately memed at, like, Metallica, putting on stage with, like, Eurovision winners, putting him on stage with Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, like, I don't know, like, it seemed really 
I like it more than I dislike. I should say that I don't dislike it, but I just, I just need to hear the music. That's what I need to hear. Right. Like I really don't care all that much about how Jaskier looks, but drop another banger, like toss a coin to your Witcher and I'll be happy. (laughs) Now in these quick cuts after that Jaskier shot, we also got a very quick half second shot of Nivellen's back. We didn't see his front side. We just saw sort of an over-the-shoulder shot of Novellan. And then a couple more shots of random shit and Siri and Geralt hugging. And finally, this montage closes on a close-up shot of Siri. And then the title card plays. Are you sure you're ready for this? After the title card, we get a little post-title shot of Frangilla leaning over a wounded Yennefer. And Frangilla says, Welcome back. Cut to Netflix logo. And that was our teaser trailer. What were your thoughts on the trailer, Brett? What did you think overall about this trailer and some of the info that we got about season two from it? I mean, it was good, again, to finally see something. And like you hit on earlier, most, if not all of this is coming from the first couple of episodes, primarily because I believe at this time right now, that's all that's finished and maybe not even completely because they are absolutely in post-production now with all the special effects. I don't know if they had to do any reshoots or not, or if that might be gone, but it's no longer, oh, we're going to finish something and we're going to sit on it, you know, for three or four months like they'll be working on this thing i believe potentially even up to like thanksgiving maybe yeah at least some aspects of it especially towards the end and so i think a lot of this is that early stuff of what we'll only see in like the first couple of episodes but i i thoroughly enjoyed it it was good to finally see something i feel the same way and i'll add that it reignited some of my excitement for it it's been two years yeah, no question. since the first season. And for the last year and a half, I have just kind of not thought about The Witcher, you know? And it's exciting that the hype is coming back. It's getting me excited again. It was good to finally see some footage. What we saw looked good. And I am truly looking forward to it. And actually, on that note, let's wrap up today's episode with a quick, easy question. Of the reveals we got from WitcherCon, Brett, what got you the most excited? Well, it was going to be Nightmare of the Wolf, but you already took it. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that it's going to be, it was the feeling of Kaer Morin. Like I said, my favorite shot okay. of everything was the medallions. And it was that atmosphere that they, they even correctly invade in a trailer. Yeah. And one big gripe. I have about the books are the beginning of Blood Nails. They get to this. Oh, there's other witchers. Oh, there's this Lambert. He's kind of a prick. Oh, it's Eskel. It's like Geralt's oldest friend. Oh, is this Cohen? Oh, Vesemir. Okay, we got these. Oh, 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 they're gone. Oh, well, they'll come back, <laughs> right? In you know the next four and all. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, one comes back and <laughs> right. he's dead. Right. Oh, okay. Like that's it. Like all that we yeah, get from the yeah. books is Geralt the Witcher, and it was really weird to me, especially when I reread the books that they never came back, that they never came to help Geralt. They never 
you know, looked at. They, I don't know. That to me was always really weird. It's almost like he forgot that those witchers even existed. And yeah. so that's one they, thing. They I honestly hope... played a bigger role in the video games than they. Oh ever yeah, they did brought in the them. In the, and again, you know what? We're at the end of the episode. I don't care. <laughs> it's a big reason why uh, the Witcher One and the Witcher Two suck and will always suck for me. It's because well, they don't have Siri. They don't have Yen. They're not about relationships that matter to the Witcher. Like the Witcher is Geralt, Siri, and Yen. Witcher one had Geralt, sucked. Witcher two only about Geralt, did not have Siri or Yen, sucked. And it took them three games to finally make one that actually feels like a Witcher book, somewhat like it. Now you have to, you know, you have to game it up. You have to put in a lot more monsters, whatever. But it was seriously like whoever was in charge of The Witcher 3 was like, hey, y'all who made these other two games, y'all, y'all don't understand this. This is what it's about. And that's why that game was so good. Because I don't even know if you even had to read the books to like start crying when Geralt and Ciri come back together. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ugh. The music in that game was incredible, too. Gut punch. Yeah. So I hope this is one thing I hope they diverge on. I hope they diverge on the books from actually fleshing out the witchers and making them actual characters that stick around. I totally agree. I want to see more of the witcher bros. I want to see that relationship develop further and I want them to play a bigger part. As far as myself, you already kind of spoiled my pick, but yeah, Nightmare of the Wolf is the thing that I'm most excited for. I'm a huge sucker for anime big anime fan love to see my favorite worlds get adapted to anime even if they sometimes turn out bad like that bad mass effect anime they made one time and so i'm excited to see the witcher adapted to a new medium i'm interested to see how that will change the storytelling style how that will change what we see on screen and how we see it because as we've talked about before there are always limitations in live action so i'm excited to see that and of course it will be cool to explore, like I said earlier, a part of the Witcher lore that is new even to us, even to us as huge fans of the Witcher universe, even to people who have consumed everything there is to know about the Witcher. This is brand new lore. This is a part of the universe we don't know about and a history of a character that I personally love that we have never explored before. So it'll be cool to see young Vesemir. It'll be cool to see it in a, in a new medium and it's a movie you know you free up an afternoon you watch it pop some popcorn one and done yeah this day and age that always helps <laughs> to know you don't have to commit <laughs> months or weeks or anything like that well brett podcasts are podcasts lesser greater middling they're all the same but we've completed our contract and it's time to collect our reward. So leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and check out the other shows on the Lore Party Podcast Network on loreparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the path. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, the on isn't on there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was something, like, what happened? <laughs> something is throwing me off there. Yeah. I was like, dang, the dismount. You're struggling on the dismount. <laughs> right. Yeah. Damn. And we'll see you the, huh? We'll see you the path. <laughs>